0: Hi, this is Dr. Rebecca May, coming to you from Arcana Labs, and this is Road to Reno. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. We have Dr. Z with us this morning.
1: Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on your podcast, Rebecca.
0: So I just wanted to start out by asking you where you grew up.
1: Yeah, so I was uh, uh, born in uh, Bosnia, present-day Bosnia, and I lived in Croatia until 1996, at which point I emigrated to the United States with my parents and my brother.
0: How old were you then?
1: I was 12.
0: So where did you move to in the United States?
1: We moved to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, of all places, yeah. Um, and uh, my folks settled there, as did my brother, um, and they, uh, they like it there. It's a, it's a nice place to, to raise a family.
0: And did you stay there through high school?
1: I did, and um, I went to college in, in South Dakota as well.
0: Oh, great. Where'd you go to college?
1: University of South Dakota.
0: And um, at what point did you decide you wanted to go to medical school?
1: I knew I wanted to do medicine ever since I was a child, and the reason for that is because Uh, My mother was was ill quite a bit while I was growing up Mm -hmm. from, you know, various things. Uh, That and, you know, watching uh, a war-torn country, I thought that doctors were really heroes at the time, and that was a great influence in my life. Mm -hmm. So ever since I was little, I wanted to be a doctor, and uh, I pursued that from, you know, from my earliest days.
0: Wonderful. So where did you end up going to medical school?
1: I ended up in uh, at the University of Colorado in Denver.
0: And did you have any exposure to pathology before you started medical school?
1: Not to pathology, but I had exposure to uh, a laboratory. Um, I worked with a uh, with a mentor. His name is Robert Moorcraft at the University of South Dakota, mm-hmm. and uh, he specializes in neuroanatomy. And in particular, he studies the rhesus monkey or the uh, the primate brain to try to map out various neural circuits, and that was my. I volunteered to work in his lab as an undergraduate, um, and I really fell in love with the laboratory environment. I fell in love with microscopes, and um, at that time, you know, I my idea is that I would become a clinician one day. But mm-hmm. honestly, in retrospect, I think that that was my early formative and edifying experience that exposed me to the laboratory environment that I really enjoyed.
0: So um, at what point in medical school did you decide on applying to a pathology residency?
1: Yeah, that was an interesting story. So I, I went in to medical school thinking I would become a neurologist. And that was based solely on my experience in Dr. Moorcraft's lab in South Dakota. So I sort of came in with uh, with this idea Um, And I, you know, I pursued it and, uh, you know, I ultimately did my neurology rotation in uh, third year of medical school and I saved it till the very, very end of my third year. And, you know, it's a a beautiful specialty. Neurology is a wonderful specialty, um, especially uh, their physical exam skills and Mm -hmm. the imaging required um, to reach a proper diagnosis. However, I wasn't, it wasn't quite it for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's, you know, I always wanted to know what the final diagnosis was. I was always curious as to what was going on in the lab, and I found myself following surgical specimens to the lab whenever I could. Mm -hmm. Sort of just naturally, I just wanted to know. Everybody waited on pathology, you know, what is the diagnosis? And, you know, at the time I didn't realize that that's really where the interest ultimately ended. at laid, you know? Um, But it took, you know, uh, it took me to do a um, clinical rotation in neurology, followed by a rotation in pathology right after that. Because my roommate at the time uh, said, uh, you know, I should, I should definitely, you know, do that because I have so much experience in the lab. I also did graduate school at the University of Colorado as well. So I was, I was always in the lab, and that was always natural for me. So when I did my pathology rotation, um, it was honestly the easiest decision of my life.
0: Wait, so you went to graduate school there too?
1: I did. I, I have a master's degree. Um, I studied oligodendrocyte development oh. uh, in graduate school as a sort of an extension of my undergraduate work.
0: Oh, nice. Very nice. So then you applied to pathology, and uh, where did you end up for a pathology residency?
1: I ended up going to the University of California in San Diego for my... Three years of anatomic pathology residency so mm-hmm. you
0: decided that ap was more of a draw for you than cp
1: it was absolutely i'm i'm very much a visual person mm-hmm. um uh, cp is great uh but ap is really where my, where my passion lies. i had to be on a microscope for the yeah. rest of my life that's that's when i knew it
0: when did you decide that you were going to pursue renal pathology
1: Right. So uh, that was actually a fortuitous thing in my life. Um, And another person that was very influential in my life uh, was at UCSD. He was a a new hiree when I was a second year resident. Um, Before then, uh, UCSD did not have a renal pathologist. Uh, His name is Vignesh Vallavalkar. He worked at UCSD for a couple of years, I believe, while I was there. Um, And now he's at UCSF. Uh, But I was introduced for the first time to renal pathology when he came, um, and he really uh, was wonderful. He introduced me to it. He showed me the ropes early on, and I was immediately mesmerized just by, you know, the range of uh, of studies that are done to study a renal sample, um, and he was very, very influential in my life. He gave me the first book, which happens to be Dr. Silva's book, uh, second edition of Silva's Diagnostic Renal Pathology. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had that book signed by Dr. Silva and <laughs> sent back to Vignesh as, as a uh, as a thank you for introducing me to renal pathology. So that's oh, how that came lovely. about. So I was sort of I was lucky because most uh, anatomic pathology residencies around the country don't have a renal pathologist because mm-hmm. only a few specialized centers have it. So if you're you know if a resident is lucky enough to be exposed to it as I was, uh, it was really completely eye opening. It was a, it was a new thing for me.
0: Was it its own rotation at that point or was it just part of your normal search path?
1: Uh, it was not its own formal rotation yet, uh, because the volume wasn't high enough at that time when he was starting to really mm-hmm. to hold its own rotation. Eventually, it became you know, a little subset uh, rotation, which I think that's how it is in most residency programs. But I ended up in his office a lot, he would always say, hey, come, you have to come, you have to come look at this glomerulus. What do you think this is? And it was just, it was, you know, it was actually uh, fascinating for me to see that. And he just brought it to life.
0: And so then you applied to renal pathology fellowships, and I know you ended up here at Arcana. How did that happen?
1: Right. So um, I applied to a number of renal pathology fellowships, and this one here in particular appealed to me for a number of reasons. Um, Actually, I'm convinced that this is the best renal pathology fellowship probably in the world. If you want to see something rare, something unusual, Arcana is the place to be. Um, additionally, there's, at any given time, 15 renal pathologists here with with many, many decades of experience. Uh, when I was interviewing for fellowships, uh, Dr. Silva and Dr. Bonsiv were still here and practicing, and, mm-hmm. they, and that was a big draw for me, as well as Dr. Walker and Dr. Larson, who are still practicing here. Dr. Larson now is the executive director. Uh, you know, with, aside from just the, the massive volume, I was really uh, pleased with how uh the pathologists interact with one another here i think the atmosphere here is not only collegial but also academic and a lot of fun as you know we laugh a lot at work we have a good time at work and that was evident to me upon just entering arcana i could just tell that the environment is just incredibly uh, a good environment and easy environment to work in Uh, so i wanted to be a part of that as well um that unique environment. And then all the other pathologists here have their own research projects. Everybody has their own, you know, niche, their own specialty interest, and everybody was so open and willing to talk about that. Um, so all of that together was, was the reason why I pursued a fellowship here.
0: And how was your transition from residency to fellowship here?
1: So the start of fellowship was Dr. Nidia Macias, whom you know very well, Rebecca, is our fellowship program director. She has many, many years of of training, uh, both surgical pathologists and renal pathologists, and she was absolutely wonderful. I think that her influence in my life and the way she organized my training, uh, I think led to some of the best training I've received uh, in all of my medical training. She did a really nice job of uh, introducing me to a caseload that I could handle, And then slowly building up the caseload while I was learning, while I was being exposed to cases in conferences. Um, And she made sure that all the pathologists bring all their interesting cases to me and show me what what a fellow needs to see.
0: Yeah, it's very intentional the way she has the fellowship set up.
1: Yes. I I agree.
0: Like, uh, there's... Uh, she's put a lot of thought and work into it, and it really it really shows. I think she's doing an excellent job, yeah.
1: Yeah, we're lucky to have her as a fellowship yeah. director. She has a lot of experience. She's um, um, I can't imagine training uh, on renal pathology under really anybody else. I mean, she did such an incredible job, and I'm very thankful for her um, and for her stewardship um, over the 12-month fellowship.
0: And at what point in the fellowship did you decide that you wanted to make your home here at arcana
1: right it was um i was offered a position um i believe it was in october november of my fellowship at dr walker um, it was a huge honor because i was so early on mm-hmm. i thought my fellowship um, and i really haven't even started thinking about that mm-hmm. um and you know I, I was really s- quite happy with the environment and the place and honestly i i didn't think much about it I, I wanted to stay i wanted to see what it's like to be an attending at arcana um to have my own cases i think i was getting to a point where i would be ready by the time Felsh would be over and i wanted the challenge of working at arcana because i wanted to see uh, what it's like to to handle you know a volume that most places can't handle. Basically, the the environment and the and the offer uh, it was something I just simply couldn't refuse for, for the sake of you know the practice environment, the research opportunities in my early career, and and the lifestyle of living in in Little Rock.
0: And what would you say is your favorite part of renal pathology, the case you get most excited to see? And I think I might know the answer to this.
1: Right. Uh, Of course, you get (laughs) most excited when you see something you've published on. Um, (laughs) That's what I was expecting. Right. So, you know, I've developed an interest in tubular interstitial diseases during my time here, uh, especially with my collaboration with Dr. Larson and others. Uh, He's given me a lot of opportunity to study that compartment of the kidney. And, you know, whenever you see a case... um, that you've worked on, that you've studied, you know, that can be added to a case series is always incredibly exciting.
0: Yeah, I've definitely been told by many in attending to show this to Z because (laughs) this is his area, so.
1: Well, I think everybody at Arcana has their own area. So, Mm -hmm. you know, showed this to pathologist X goes around Arcana quite a bit. And I think each and every one of us will have their own niche and their uh, expertise to cover basically the entire breadth of renal pathology. And it's nice to have that, to have, you know, 15 renal pathologists with that much experience in one place makes consulting significantly easier.
0: So true, so true. So... You lived in a lot of various different places, <laughs> right? Like, right, right. I've been everywhere <laughs> internationally, even a lot of very different places within this country. And so you've settled here in Little Rock. So you've touched on this a little bit, but overall, how do you think it compares? And what is is your favorite part of living here?
1: Right. So you know, like you said, I've, I've sort of experienced all sorts of environments. Uh, lifestyle environments, uh, weather environments, uh, mm. internationally both here. Um, what I like about it here is that it's the climate is actually quite nice it doesn't really snow uh, you know coming from South Dakota you know snow is, is a thing that's ever-present well at least six months out of the year so um, wow. and in Denver I learned that snow is a lot of fun but only if you're skiing so <laughs> <laughs> so that's step one. Um, You know, and I like living in an environment that's naturally beautiful uh, Mm -hmm. and to watch the four seasons change and, you know, uh, to watch the gradual change in temperature uh, is really to me, uh, you know, I think it adds to the quality of life. Um, Also it's, you know, Little Rock is big enough to have really everything that I need but small enough to not be overwhelming Mm -hmm. uh, like some other places where I've lived.
0: So this brings us to our rapid fire portion of the interview. Okay. Um, so I'll just shoot a whole bunch of questions at you that I've been asking um, all the other attendings here as well.
1: So how rapid fire is rapid fire? Do I have to ask, <laughs> answer immediately or can I think about it?
0: Yeah, you can, you can think
1: about it. <laughs> it's not that rapid fire. <laughs> you but can anyway. elaborate if you <laughs> if you would like. All right. Uh,
0: how many cups of coffee do you drink daily?
1: One to two, one in the morning. And, um, you know, depending on the caseload, I might, not, I might need a little jolt in the late afternoon. So, yeah. But yeah.
0: I hear that. <laughs> what was your first car?
1: My first car was a uh, Ford Mustang, a 1996 Ford Mustang. It's an eight-cylinder uh, car that I really, really enjoyed as a teenager.
0: How many hours of sleep do you get at night? Oh,
1: seven to eight.
0: Mm-hmm. Favorite
1: movie? Ooh, It's that's a, that's a hard one. I like, there's this Brazilian movie. It's called The City of God. Mm-hmm. And it's about a group of... Uh, Brazilian kids growing up in the favelas of Rio de Janeiro, and for some reason, that's I I love watching these kids grow up and and live through what they had to live through, Uh, and that for some reason is my favorite movie. Lovely. And I didn't elaborate that very well, but yeah, City of God.
0: Talking or texting?
1: Texting for sure, one hundred percent. I'm a pathologist. Come on. Pure millennial, probably.
0: (laughs) First TV show you ever binge watched?
1: Oh, Friends, because that's how I learned English.
0: Uh, last book you read for fun?
1: I read, I read Luka Modric's autobiography. Finished it last weekend, and Luka Modric is a uh, soccer player from Croatia. Oh, and we have we're roughly the same age, and he grew up in Croatia in a similar environment that I did. He was on the coast; I was more inland. But uh, you know, he grew up watching the war and all that and then slowly worked his way up to become the greatest player in the world Wow and I just Mm -hmm. finished that and it was was an incredible book I'd recommend it to everybody
0: if you were given the opportunity to fly into space would you take it
1: oh absolutely in a heartbeat Mm
0: -hmm. what chore do you hate
1: doing what chore do I hate doing boy what chore do I hate them all pretty much Um, (laughs) which one do I hate the most Probably having to vacuum. That's probably the worst thing in the world.
0: Do you have any pets?
1: I do not. I travel too much, so i it's probably better for the pet.
0: Do you prefer your 20s or your 30s?
1: Now that medical training is over in my 30s, I probably prefer my 30s. My 20s were extremely busy. Um, so yeah, probably my 30s, I'd say.
0: Mm-hmm. If you could visit anywhere in the world, where would it be?
1: Iceland. That's next on the list.
0: Well, that brings us to the end of the interview. Thanks so much for coming and talking with me today.
1: It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes store. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.